This is The Water Table. A chance to hear the agricultural side of these issues. A place for people to go find information and education. Water management is just going to become even more critical into the future. How misunderstood what we do is. I would encourage people to open their minds and listen to this dialogue. Welcome back to the Water Table Podcast. Today, I have Brendan Van Wetchel with me. Um, really going to be kind of a fun conversation for me. Um, I met Brendan a few weeks ago. Uh, he is an intern with Ellingson Companies and met him at a trade show. And and uh, it's kind of how I, I heard he was working for him and then, you know, talked to him a little bit and and Brendan's a young man, um, you know, just getting going in the agricultural industry. And I thought it would just be fun to to just chat about why young people um, are interested in agriculture and and uh, what kind of his path has been. So welcome to the podcast, Brendan. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, um, that kind of thing. I'm from Argusville, North Dakota. Um, I My family farms out of Mayville, North Dakota. So uh, I went to high school in Northern Cass, uh, out in Hunter, and I'm currently going uh, to NDSU for agribusiness and agricultural communications. Do you plan on going back into the family farm eventually or, you know, why, why agribusiness at NDSU? I really grew up around um, agriculture, you know, with my family farming uh, in Mayville. And then my dad is a, an agronomist and my mom used to work at Ag Country. Um, so just, you know, kind of growing up around that, that's why I decided to go into agriculture. Um, I'm not so sure I'll go to the family farm. Uh, I think in America, the family farm is kind of starting to die out, sadly. Um, and an operation as small as ours, you know, 1,200 acres is not the most sustainable thing. Um, so I'd like to, obviously, but I think uh, going into agribusiness is a good way to stay in the agriculture field without necessarily um, farming. So um, agribusiness is that's that's the reason I chose this path, and it's it's a really big one uh, in North Dakota in the Red River Valley. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You have siblings too, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that are uh, you have any farming with your parents or no? Uh, so not my brother, my brother's not as into agriculture as me and my dad. Um, but my cousins, uh, and then my uncle, uh, they're really big into it. Uh, I think my cousin's probably going to go to Wapaton, uh, for agronomy. So, um, if you know, we ever do decide to take over the farm, uh, he's probably the guy that I'll be working with the most. You were hired as an intern with Ellingson's into their technical area as a egg tech advisor. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little later about, you know, kind of what you do, but just talk a little bit about, you know, you being um, in college now, you know, fairly new out of high school and interested in agriculture, but also just your generation being much more comfortable with technology. And, you know, I think so much of, of the world in, in the Water Table podcast is partially about connecting those not in agriculture with what um, what we do in agriculture, especially around drainage and subsurface water management. But um, I don't think a lot of those people really understand how much technology is used in agriculture and has been for, you know, it's been developing over the last 30, 40 years. Um, so it's not new, but yet your generation is is the generation that can really embrace, you know, autonomous tractors and, and all that stuff. So just talk a little bit about your journey and how why that why that part is so exciting to you you know uh i think agriculture 
uh, is kind of, it's a really a growing field for kids in my age. You know, uh, the first thing that they really hammered home to me when I went into college was the importance of it. Right. So obviously we know the world's growing. The statistics say, you know, 9 billion people by 2050. Right. But people don't realize that it's only like 2% of the world is farmable acreage. Um, and it's used for crop production. And it's really up to my generation to make the most out of that land that we have left. I think, um, uh, companies like Ellingson are really going to come in there because uh, when you have that little amount of land, uh, new technologies is a way that we're going to get the most production out of it. And I think, like I said earlier, I might not necessarily be going into farming, but if I can help the world, uh, you know, create sustainable agriculture uh, and increase yields through that land that we have, um, that's something that my generation, that's, that's, we're going to have to fit that bill. And I think uh, through this job at Ellingson and with technology, I'm starting to bridge the gap between you know, the older farmers and then the newer generation. And I think that we can help the older farmers understand why technology is so important, um, even if it's through, you know, just an app like Ellingson is starting to build. So I think that's going to be really important. And I think my generation is really going to take technology and agriculture to the next level. There's so much pressure around, you know, the environment, around we got to grow food. We got, you know, we got to feed the world. Um, we do have to have a good environment. We have urban sprawl. A lot of that in, in the in the bread basket of America is, is we're building homes and, and cities on top of great farmland. And so the pressure is there that when you talk about such a little amount of land is actually, actually irritable in the world. Um, and it's, it's, we're not gaining more of that. And so how do we grow more because, because we're losing land and we're growing population. And, uh, you know, some people are very, very focused and rightfully so that's kind of their mission on, on the environment side and, and others are really focused on, um, the agricultural side, but these things are going to have to come together because we have to have a, a, you know, clean, great environment. We also have to have the ability to feed the world. And that's what you're talking about right there. Um, and again, at the, at the water table, uh, we want to bring these topics together and just share. And so it's, it's neat to have a young, young man and young leaders like yourself that are willing to step into a career in agriculture and uh, want to be involved in not only agriculture, but want to really what you want to do is be involved in solutions. I'd say that categorizes my generation pretty well, you know, and we're going to have to find these solutions at some point, because like you said, it's not like we're getting more farmland. And each solution, you know, there I'm sure there's some really big ones out there that, but, you know, each one is just this little piece that makes things better. And so talk a little bit about that around the Ellingson, you mentioned it a little bit, but they have uh, an app now that uh, drives some technology that you're involved with promoting as kind of your job as an intern. And talk a little bit, tell us what that is and uh, what you're doing to uh, promote that. So uh, when I came in, um, they told me about this app they were building. So I kind of started uh, from the ground level. And basically the whole pitch to me uh, was that, you know, today growers, agronomists, they don't really have that easy access to real-time data insights um, about subsurface conditions in a farm field, which is starting to get more and more important uh, as the climate up in the Red River Valley and the Mississippi River Delta starts to get wetter and wetter. Uh, lots of these farmers really just don't understand how the factors are going to, you know, um, impact their overall production. Uh, and we believe having these insights are really going to help make uh, precision decisions uh, easier and better for daily farm operations. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that we want it to help with, you know, um, 
lowering costs, increasing production per bushel, uh, you know, and hopefully in the end, that's going to result in more profit and a better return on investment for the grower. Um, so that's really where Ellingson is trying to push the boundaries is that we noticed uh, in the ag industry, there's a lot of apps. It's a very oversaturated market as far as technology goes. But the one thing that we thought that was missing and something that obviously we think is very critical is going to be uh, controlled drainage and agricultural drainage uh, and using the water that we have available uh, to help increase yields and crop production. That'll be exciting. And and I know, you know, you guys have been working hard at rolling that out already, but um, from the standpoint of mainstream and really seeing it and understanding it, it's going to be exciting for for the agricultural industry to continue to hear more about that, what you're up to and how it can help individuals and help uh, agricultural as a whole. So exciting stuff. Um, and you're doing that, you know, personally, you're kind of around in, in the Red River Valley, mostly at these winter trade shows and just uh, helping as people say, hey, what is it? You know, farmers come up to a booth, you know, explain this to me. Tell me about it. That's your job, right? I'd say that I'm kind of like the I'm kind of like the middleman. So uh, when I talk to these farmers and our salespeople at these trade shows, um, they tell me what they think would help them on a day to day basis, you know, and then I'll bring that over to our tech side. We'll talk about it, see if this is something you want to input. Uh, so we're taking in um, people right now to use the app and bring us back feedback on things that they think that they'd like to see, uh, because the biggest problem we have is trying to bridge that gap between farmers actually using it and, some, and you know, a product that people are going to want to use. Um, so they brought in a lot of good things to us, you know, like the return on investment piece, uh, financial risk assessments, field insights, field notes, field monitoring, field data and analysis, you know. Uh, so we can import their tile maps or drainage maps, plat maps, anything you need. Um, so we're just trying to bring those customers in. I'll talk to them, uh, see what they want, see what they want added. They tell me, you know, things they might not like, things that they wouldn't use. I'll bring that back and we can change it for them. So. And the neat thing about about this, too, when, when you sit in in my seat here as at the water table is just trying to promote the industry. And in reality, you're promoting a proprietary product to, to the Ellingson companies, but at the same time, it's growing knowledge and growing um, those farmers, just basic knowledge of drainage and what can be done and what needs to be done as uh, part of, again, why we started this is it's just surprising as we've been in the business for a long time, my whole career, but that there still is such little knowledge about what we do and how it works. And at times it, you know, um, subsurface drainage gets a, a bad rap. It gets a bad rap in the Red River Valley because they say it adds to the flooding and, you know, we we can prove it doesn't. But uh, so that's why we're here. And so it's fun to have you and people like you out at these shows that are just talking every day um, to help people understand the realities of what we do rather than what they think. In my opinion, up in the Red River Valley, we're so traditional. They're not uh, as into bringing in this new stuff. You know, uh, tile in the Red River Valley is still pretty relatively new even uh, versus, you know, Minnesota where they've had it for 50 or 60 years. And that's part of the problem too, is that people don't think that we're really trying to help them, uh, but we are, you know, and I think that if some of these people would, uh, look into what we're doing, they'd see how much uh, it can help them on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, that's just kind of been the toughest thing so far. But I think once it catch up, catches on, it's really going to spread quick. Well, you know, I, I got another question kind of switching gears a little bit away from uh, from technology, but uh, just having the opportunity, you're the first younger guy that we've interviewed on the podcast. And uh, 
just talk a little bit about, um, you know, everywhere you go in America right now, the the workforce is tight, you know, um, help wanted, now hiring signs everywhere. Agriculture is is just in the same boat as everything else with that and probably even has more pressures on it because um, agriculture is in rural America and, and tough to find help and then really tough to find, you know, people that that really want to be in agriculture, want to work hard and be passionate about it. So you're a young guy, um, come out of high school, decide to go get a degree, which is great. Um, another, another thing I saw yesterday was, um, that college, um, acceptance and college students has dropped every year now since 2010. People are just going into the workforce because there's jobs, because the trades are, um, are hiring and are great, great careers for people. But, uh, talk just a little bit. I know, you know, you and I have had a sidebar just briefly on this, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about all that for not only for yourself, but for your generation, really? I think there's really a bad stigma uh, surrounding going straight from high school to the workforce, because it's something even at a small school like mine in a rural setting that they kind of drilled into, you You know, go to college, get a four year degree. But through my experience and through the people I've met, you know, um, I think that's not always necessarily the best choice. And uh, if I wasn't three years into school, I probably would have redone it. Uh, I would have gone to a tech school, a trade school, because I know at Ellingston anyway, you have the opportunity to come right out of high school and you're making $50,000 a year. Uh, you know, uh, you can move up through the company. Pe- lots of people start here as laborers. They'll move up. You know, uh, we have laborers that started here that are sales guys now. Uh, there's a lot. Of, I think there's just a lot of room to grow, and especially in the agricultural industry. Um, I think experience, in my personal opinion, is like the king. Um, I think through experience more, that's what people in the ag sector are going to be looking for versus going to a school, you know, because if you're in school for agribusiness, well, what experience do you have outside of the classroom? Uh, It's something that I think is really missing in four-year schools versus if you go to a Wapaton, say a Wapaton for agronomy, I know that they're bringing you out into the field. Uh, You're going to meet a lot of farmers. They'll, they hire you basically right out of school. And I have friends who even did that. Uh, and they have gained great experience and they're going to go on to do great things. So I just think um, we we kind of need to stop that stigma of go to college, get a four-year degree, because that's not always necessarily uh, the best case, depending on what you want to do with your life. Because uh, like I said, I probably would have redone it uh, if I had to choose. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because of um, the opportunities that are out there right now, like you said, just to earn a lot and, you know, um, my my other job is at Princeco and and Ellingson's our customer I and mean, we have a lot of other customers and they're all in including Princeco we're all in the same boat when it comes to um, just finding people that want to be passionate and and build a career in your company and uh, you know I I could line up so many people right now that would be willing to hire guys like you that are you know, early twenties and, and want to stay in the industry and just want to learn, you know, not saying they want to commit to working at that company forever, but, uh, they want to learn and so that they can grow their knowledge base for their future career. And, um, so it's pretty interesting. I wanted to ask you that question on, do you feel like, uh, like your generation is, is, um, that tide is changing also does not just with you, but with your generation? Uh, you know, honestly, I think it kind of depends on what you want to go into. Um, I think there's kind of a, uh, it's probably a sad truth is that my generation isn't necessarily always the hardest working. 
Uh, I think one thing that separates my generation though is going to be the agriculture uh, industry because, you know, I grew up in a rural setting where lots of kids are farmers and we know how to work hard. It just kind of depends uh, where you're going into, what you're going to school for. Um, you know, I hope it's something that changes. Uh, I hope that we realize that experience, and like I said, I think experience is king and working hard is going to get you a lot of places uh, as well as good connections, you know. Um, and I, I hope that changes and I think it will. Uh, I know a lot of kids, even out of my high school now, uh, are deciding to go to two year schools for, you know, agronomy, uh, diesel technology, uh, carpentry, uh, stuff like that. And I think it will start to change as soon as my generation really starts to learn the importance of hard work. And, you know, hopefully that that will uh, change here in the near future. What do you think, uh, just speak a little bit to some people that might be listening to this podcast that are business owners, um, smaller, you know, employee base, and uh, they struggle like everybody is to, to find good people. What what would as a, a young guy that wants to work in in uh, agriculture or in the agriculture arena, what would attract you if you're if you're looking for a job and and, uh, you know, uh, looking on social media or driving down the road and see a sign, whatever it might be, what would attract you to to a company? I think the thing that really drew me here is that this is a big company with a small company feel, um, I think being kind of a casual workplace, a casual work environment is something really important to kids. You know, my age, I came before this, I actually worked at a bank, you know, where it's very, uh, you know, like one, two, three, you have to dress this way. You have to talk to people a certain way. Uh, coming into the ag industry, I realized that I get to sit down with the COO of our company whenever I want. He's always there to talk to me. He's always there to help out. Uh, just making you feel important, I think is something that's really important to my generation. Uh, you know, they, they care about my ideas, even though I'm only a 20 year old kid who's still, you know, kind of learning the tricks of the trade. These, the, the people here have been incredible. And I think a lot of, um, ag businesses are probably like that. Uh, and then being able to just take in the information that I'm bringing from my schooling and stuff like that and, uh, put it to good use is something that's really important to kids my age. We just want to feel, uh, that we're needed and, uh, and we want people to know that we're working hard and, um, I think that's really what's going to attract them is if you uh, if you tell them your ideas are important to us, the work you do really matters. You're not just another number in the company. Uh, that's something that's always been really important to me. And uh, I think that would bring in a lot of kids my age to your company for sure. That created another question in my head. But uh, what are kids doing today now from the standpoint? It feels like, um, you know, people your generation were on to podcasting and things like this early on and just to just to learn and to to gain that knowledge. Um, and now the old people like me are getting into podcasting. So you guys got to be way beyond that. So so what what are some of the ways that you guys are learning and educating yourselves? Definitely podcasting. Uh, the Internet is obviously huge. I mean, anything you want is at you know, your fingertips these days. Uh, so being able to research that, listen to podcasts, uh, go to certain classes, um, you know, learning online is just such a big deal. You know, if you want a job in a certain field in a certain town, you can look that up. If you're interested in, you know, drainage, you can look that up. You can go talk to people. You can network. Um, we have a lot of uh, career fairs and stuff now. NDSU, for example, uh, in certain for certain things you're going to school for, they make you go to the, the career fairs network. Um, you know, it's really important. I think that that's something that uh, companies are doing a really good job of to get their name out there. 
and if, if that continues, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that, uh, that they're going to find the people they're looking for and kids like me are going to find what they're looking for too. Sure. Sure. Well, thanks so much for, um, you know, I speak for, for our industry of, uh, being passionate about agriculture because, uh, there's a lot of us that are of the older generation that are passionate about agriculture. And for us, it doesn't seem like that long ago that we were your age and, and we're, uh, you know, just wondering where our career is going to go and working hard and, uh, and meeting people, which is part of probably many industries, but, you know, has been very rewarding for me and in this industry as the relationships that you build. And I can tell you're doing that already. And thanks for joining the water table, Brendan, and just sharing your story and, uh, you know, make sure that if you have advice or ideas on which um, we should go that can connect to your generation that you would uh, share them in the future. Oh, yeah, 100%. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, if anybody has any questions about our app, don't hesitate to, to contact me or Ellingson. I'll get back to you. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today on The Water Table. You can find us at watertable.ag. Find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And you can also find the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. 